Welcome to Style Section, the Wise Guy Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And we're here to talk about the first story arc in retrospect. And of course, episode 110, Last Rites for Lucci. Yeah, and I think it, it fits well to talk because what Wise Guy is going to have always are these transition yeah. um, episodes between arcs and so they give you a chance to kind of see the fallout yeah from the arc on the main character and um so yeah it's um it's it's an interesting way of doing things now mind you of course there was definitely some from my perspective there was definitely some Boy, 80s stuff in this one, in Last Rites for Lucci. It's very much an 80s episode. It is. I think as opposed to, as, oppo- as opposed to something new, right? Yep. You know, sort of the car chase scenes and the, and the, the setups. You know? I know. <laughs> Just going, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Well, that's what we do in the 70s. That's what we did in the 70s and the 80s, right? Everything, oh, God. Yeah. There's so many contrivances. So there are a lot of sort of little contrivances in The Last Rites for Lucci, but it was a really good yeah. episode. Well, and I think that's true because there's, there, it's a, you're right that it's a great episode for transitioning, right? But what I find so interesting is even though it does have some contrived stuff in it, it's always on theme, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the key part. Like, it's always, uh, yeah, there's some sloppy stuff in there, but it's always with a really, with an eye towards, right? Something. Yeah, to eye towards, well, telling this story, right? And they're, and they're fundamentally, I think, really good at the story they're telling, and it doesn't really like you are right, of course, that there's like well, it was the just coincidental funny. the bomb and the bunch of other stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. I couldn't. I I could. The bomb wasn't. It was like the car chases, right? And I his know. not being able to get to his brother on time. And, I know. And then and, oh, there's this big tough guy in the place. I wonder if he's going to try oh, to kill Pete. That was terrible. No, that, wait. That it was... wasn't the big tough guy. It was some guy who was pretending to be a woman who was going to shoot. Like, come on. And you know, I mean, that was really bad because they even set up the music so you were going to believe to dumb to dumb to dumb. I know. This like, is the get it. We're we're yeah. Here so obviously leaning on this being the bad guy that when it uh that's like oh such a ridiculous reversal and then the guy who you know kills while dressed up as an old italian lady okay sure why not (laughs) you know i mean it was it was you know even i would think the first time you know you're you you what are you going to do you've got to assume that this they don't they tend to lose some of that as we go along. Oh, absolutely. But it was, it was, as I said, you know, as you're transitioning from, and this is the transition episode where, you know, the guys who wanted to continue on with uh, Ray Sharkey. Yeah. You know, and the others who didn't, who knew you couldn't. Yeah. And this, the rights for Last for rights Lucci, for Lucci. Yeah. The last rights for Lucci. I tell you, from my perspective, if you want, I was thinking about this as I was watching it and thinking about it for the show and going, if you want to know why we complain so much in criminal minds yeah. about how they don't take trauma seriously, they don't yeah. take PTSD seriously, 
you know, the drinking and the rest of it, right? Um, you know, because as you, you, but it, it is more because what they did with this support group. Oh, the support group scenes are so good. They, they, to me, this is the key in some ways going forward. It's also a key to understand why we were so pissed off at Criminal Minds all the time. Yeah. Because it can't, this took it seriously. This took the stuff that they saw. For heaven's sakes, you heard that one guy talking about how, you know, he had to watch somebody cut someone open and there's this guy dying, holding his, trying to push his guts back in. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then the other guy, when you finally figure out, when he finally says something, when he finally talks about it, instead of, you know, you know, instead of it being something that he could deal with, he should have been in more than a support group. He should have been. Yeah. But yeah, that's another been, story. He should have been locked away somewhere. And, you well, know, institutionalized under, yeah, for a while. Institutionalized yeah. until he had it under control because he is And he committed apart. suicide. And he committed yeah, suicide. He was, yeah. yeah. You know, all he does is drink. Yeah. You know, and so you get his the only way. And that's the thing. It's like all of these guys for whom the only way of coping is getting drunk. Well, these are the, and they're the tough guys. And he's got the same problems that Vinny has, but he's denying the, the, the element of betrayal. Yeah. Because again, he will have spent time just like, like, just like Vinny did, did with, with Sonny. Sonny, you know? And the thing about the Judas, right? Because it is for Sonny, it is the Brutus. Yeah. Uh, for, for Vinny, Right, it is. It's a Judas thing. Judas, yeah, yeah. it's the thirty pieces of silver. It's the religious, which thing, he specifically right? calls out. He specifically re references having thirty pieces yeah. of silver in his pocket, jingling in his pocket. pocket That's how yeah. it feels, right? Yeah. In this, but the support group. Okay, so we don't have to spend a lot of time. We're still talking the late eighties, and um, un so these are all undercover cops. Yep. Who are in this support group. Mm -hmm. Um and at least and you can see Vinny wrestling with it. You know, he doesn't yeah. want to go there. He makes he because but Frank says you are not handling this. Vinny of yeah. course is I'm fine. I'm fine. Right? Of course. And so Frank shoves him into the support group and of course what does he do but hook up with the other guy who's in massive denial yeah and and it's only that guy's you know complete crumbling that makes Vinny realize just how he, bad he had it as well yeah and that this guy eventually commits suicide because he just can't cope well and it's nice because that's the thing uh you get this great moment where he goes to see his brother right and to essentially to complain about what the yes. what the service wants him to do and how he has to go to this therapy and how he doesn't think he should have to and blah blah and then of course because he envies pete's world where it's all black and white and then of course pete's like yeah it's not that simple where i work either and yeah. he says and this is the part i love where he uh does the thing where i mean he on one level he wanted Vinny to get himself involved i think that's clear I feel like he could have avoided saying specifically that a guy who Oh, goes, no, he slipped. Yeah. No, no, Pete slipped. No, but I'm and saying, I, I'm saying... Because he was drunk, Yes, he right? slipped because he was drunk, but 
he wanted to tell somebody is my point. Yes. He well, because he course. wanted to tell his brother is my point. You know, it's well, not like it's, it's not like it was tricked out beings, of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but that's what I'm getting at yeah. is how well the show handles the fact that yeah. he really isn't in like an easier job. He doesn't have an easier job than Vinny does. And Vinny well, imagines that Pete has this clarity that he doesn't yeah. have in his work. And anymore. Like, no, well, yeah, anymore. And Pete quite reasonably is like, no, I do not have this kind of clarity. My job is just as difficult, right? Mm -hmm. Is just as difficult and just as confusing as yours is all the time. And that's what I really liked about that. Oh, no, it was, it was, as I said, that this transition episode yeah. was extremely good and on point. Mm -hmm. Um, and Pete was is quite a good character. Oh, God, of course, yeah. he makes the mistake, Vinny. Oh, you know. Yep. Stupid Vinny. Well, because Vinny is the one who is sees Pete's world has never been black and white. Yeah. That's just that's and Pete's always known that, and we've said that already in, during this arc that it is Vinny who sees the world in black and white. Mm hmm. Not so much Pete. No. You know, it's just not that well, no, simple. But, and, but Vinny imagines that Pete. Oh, yes. Imagines yes. that there's these, that, that again, as he says, there's a book full of rules. And as long as you follow the rules, you're fine. But it's yeah. not that easy. Well, yeah. And he's got a book full of rules, too. And he broke a few rules. Probably. <laughs> and probably a lot of rules. Yeah. We, we know he probably <laughs> broke a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. And that's, he became again, way too close to Sunny. Oh, absolutely. And that's not going to be something that stops. Spoiler alert. <laughs> going forward, that's going to keep being a problem for Vinny. Well, you know, he's got a problem. Like, th there is no question that he has an identity problem. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Every time he goes into these, right? He starts to believe, as they would say, he starts to drink his own Kool-Aid. Yeah. He he looks, he gets part of these world into these worlds and he gets too involved in their, you know, um, in the business that he's only supposed to be a part of. Like he's pretending to be a part of these businesses, but he gets involved and gets emotionally locked into it like he is actually committed to this world and he becomes committed to this world. And well, we'll see what happens with the character later on. Well, and as I said, and we will get the counterpoint in the next arc to Vinny. Oh God. Yeah. With, oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. I don't want to spoil William anything. Russ. We won't. Spoil William anything. Russ is fantastic. Oh my yeah. God. And he's, he's that counterpoint to Vinny. Yes, he's so. absolutely. I mean, he's a character who forces Vinny to look at himself and that's all we're going to say for now. Yeah. So uh, because we'll talk about it next week. Exactly. We're going to begin to talk about it next week to talk more about this, but wow. Yeah, no, so and I think is... it's such a good episode, right? And I think the reason mm -hmm. it's such a good episode is that you get this, um, again, how seriously mental health is being taken. I think that's what makes it a great episode, is you I see agree. how seriously, and like how he comes to Frank and he says, okay, uh, I, I want you to look into this guy. I think someone's going to get hit. Uh, who works down at the the union hall, right? Mm -hmm. I think someone's going to get murdered. I've heard word about it, right? And so I want you to look into it. And Frank 
I mean, yes, there is something serious going on, but Frank quite 100% correctly assesses that Vinny's only doing this so he can feel like he's working and, you know, not have to take getting well seriously. Yeah, he doesn't have to deal with his issues. Yeah, if he's he's doing the job, if he's out there helping people, he's doing the job, he doesn't actually have to take his mental issues seriously. Yeah, and that's pretty standard for most people, right? Oh that yeah, work is a work is an avoidance of dealing with one's own issues. Oh, totally. So, um, unless yeah. you specifically, but very few people. I mean, work does as long as you keep busy, you don't have to deal with issues. Yeah, you and know, I think and that's what they're going. So for. you have to you have to take a few. But the well, Vinny's problem though was he could drink himself silly. Yeah. And he still couldn't get rid of the dreams. Yeah. And he still couldn't sleep. Like it was just he would have these nightmares, mm-hmm. constant nightmares. And to to quote um, uh, uh, Merle Haggard, tonight the bottle let him down <laughs> forever. The bottle let him down. Right. Yep. The bottle is his friend, but it wasn't in this case. The the problem was so bad well it isn't it is a crisis like he did what he was supposed to do like a good fbi agent and a good undercover agent he did exactly what he was supposed to do but it has cost him a lot and it has affected his identity it hasn't affected his sense of right and wrong yet this whole business of black and white no not not fully, right? Yeah. But but it's, you know uh, it's going to. Yeah, but it is it is the the thing that is what do they call it the nick? You know mm-hmm. the crack in the dam. Yeah. This no, is exactly because it is he like does the have first to deal. the first crack in the dam before everything starts coming out. Yeah, and when I go. But when I went back, because I've just been listening again to a couple of weeks ago, like for for our listeners, it would be a couple of weeks ago. But yeah. I was just listening to it as I was putting things up. And I think that to some extent, if I may say this, Dan, you get caught up in the Sonny Vinny relationship as well. I do. As, Absolutely. As, you, as it gets to the end and you see it. Because there are comments that you've made in earlier episodes that within the last episode, when we're talking about this, it's like you've almost forgotten. There's, there is a right and wrong. There are things. It is not the equivalency that you were making it out to be between the government, the work, and the, and the mob. Yeah. And Vinny does have something when he says it's the law okay, okay, the government, okay, that order these things often are not brought to justice. I agree with that. But you have to have governments, you have to have laws in place because some of the things that Sonny did were beyond the pale. Of course. Not even at the end. And so, therefore, yes, it is different. Now, yes, the governments do. I mean, of course, we're coming, we're in the 80s, the middle of the 80s. 
and we've come out of the Vietnam War stuff, things are starting to come out about, you know, how Johnson was lied to because these guys wanted to continue this war in Vietnam and how, I mean, and what Kissinger and, and Nixon did. All of this mm-hmm. is coming out in the 80s. And then we've got Oliver North. Yep. Come, right? But you're having these congressional hearings and you're having all of this stuff, the stuff about Allende. Um, Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of things that make it sound as if you can make an equivalent. And it's not just a one-on-one. This particular, the idea, like Vinny's mother has to some extent, and so does Pete, because Pete says to him something too. But just because he has a family... And just because all of these things are true doesn't doesn't sort of make the bigger problem clear. Go, no, it I doesn't mean, make it go pro- away. Absolutely. It doesn't make it go away. And the government, right? I'm, I'm thinking sometimes about what happened because they took the mob down. And in retrospect, you're going, okay, this wasn't the mob of Al Capone in the world of the wild, 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 wild west, so to speak. Yeah. Um, So it wasn't that kind of a mob world. It wasn't the late 19th century, the early 20th century anymore. This was a mob that to some extent had control because they had started to legitimize Vegas and Atlantic City. Yep. These were now becoming organizations. Yes, there was the undertone. Of course. But the problem is when what the Patrices of the world did, which is forget, right? Yeah. The parts of the organization that made it at least quasi-acceptable he forgets that they take the mob down mm-hmm. because people inside are going to because lots of Italians don't, yeah. don't want the mob um, you of know course. the last you know the last real good good stuff good um, what was well, I going to say the least I, good publicity let, let me finish the, the course, mob had was, was during the Kennedy years with Frank Sinatra <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Frank Sinatra and his friends, right? And they were there. And you've seen The Godfather. And you you watch all of this. The problem is, is that once they took them all down... Yeah. New York, it's a mess. Oh, yeah. You have no one controlling. And what has been taking over it is god-awful. Yeah. But if you had been a victim of that particular Italian mob... The, the Italian mobs and the Irish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd been victims of those, there were there were great oh, difficulties yeah. there too. In the but you know, so you're you're left in a bizarre position, and yes, you have to take these people down for a lot of reasons. You have to, but you have to do that to the government too, and that the problem is that that's not Vinny's job. No, but he is not it's... internal affairs. See, the problem is, right, historically, there was a time when something like the Mafia was necessary 
to protect people in a community from the establishment. Mm. Right? And that's just that's just how it used to work. Mm. And then the mob got taken away, and then as civil society got better, and it did, civil society massively improved. You know, after the 60s and the Miranda warning and, you know, uh, defense attorneys actually, like, um, here's here's a fun fact. Why did, uh, why did clearance rates for major crimes start precipitously dropping after the 1960s? Because after the 1960s, cops couldn't just beat people into confessions anymore. Yes. That's what the Miranda warning was about. Like, telling people if they have, you know, and by the way, cops still beat people into confessions. That's something they still do. But before the 1960s, that's all cops did. Yeah, well, all you have to do is go back and watch Crime Story. That's what we said. That's why we did Crime Story is set this thing up. Mm -hmm. If you wonder why they brought in the Miranda warnings, watch Crime Story. Story. Just watch Crime Story. Yeah. And there were lots of innocent people. And... And you did it because, like Sonny, yeah. When he says to Vinny, "No, no, no," so you're never going to catch the guy who, who, yeah. who stole your mother's purse. Don't worry about it. Go up. beat somebody else up. You'll feel better. And You'll the thing feel is, better. That's right? what and cops, cops would do. That would do. Too. Yeah. There would be. Oh well, we need someone to go down for this crime. Just pick up a guy. Just yeah. Just go, pick up a guy off a guy, the street. Said he did it. Oh well, you got a conviction. Good. We can all go home. That's what cops were like. Like, that's not an exaggeration. And, I mean, it still happens today. It doesn't happen as much today. That used to be all cops did. And now it's just some of what cops did. Well, sometimes, though, cops did get the right guys. Sometimes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, sometimes on. they got the right guys. I'm just saying <laughs> cops historically have not been great at investigating crimes. Like, if no. they catch someone red-handed, yeah, they'll be, they're great at putting that guy in jail. But it's like actually investigating crimes cops have never like been well that's that's the big problem with the um yeah with is the investigation the that element of things the detectives Mm -hmm. i mean that's why cops in big cities are are structured in more than just beat cops right oh of course yeah because you need people with different skill sets yeah, and then when you get and some people do like just being on the on on the street Um, yeah absolutely you know, you and see, then you part have the, the detectives. Part of the problem with detective becoming a detective, and it's it's an important thing, obviously. But part of the problem is oftentimes you will get someone who worked their way up from being a beat cop. And the issue there is they bring with them as they become a detective a beat cop's worldview of there's just criminals everywhere and I'm a zookeeper designed to keep the animals in check. And so whenever a crime happens, they're like, well... Does it really matter which one of these animals we put away for it is the attitude they can get. Can get. Not always do get, but some no, of them 100 get that. But you're watching. That's why things things like Law and Order. Yeah. Right? And SVU. And yeah. and the funny thing is, is that it is actually the case for Blue Bloods as much as I rip it apart. Mm-hmm. Right? You can see the street very much there this the street is a bigger part of that than it is of an awful lot of other cop shows 
which tend to focus true. on detectives and things, right? Oh, absolutely. Rather than than the street, and so you do see the difficulties in the street. Now, of course, Tom Selleck comes up with <laughs> some kind of a resolution that may not be perfect, but you know, I mean, you know, the sainted the the sainted family. I just um, I can't believe that this whole time during the fight over profiling, the fight over you know these brutal cops beating up uh, protesters, like the co- like cops using way too much violence all the time. While all that's been going on in the uh-huh. news, there's been just a popular TV show on about the NYPD. I think I, it's so very bizarre. It is yeah. it is really really bizarre when you watch blue bloods yeah because it focuses around this family right yeah. and they're all cops yeah or lawyers or lawyers <laughs> but they all work in the criminal justice system they all the work in the part. criminal justice system it's, fascinating. it's um and it's not perfect i mean of i'm not, not gonna say they're perfect but it is it is a very bizarre and they have not handled any of the problems outright yeah, of course not. Now they have handled some things because well, I haven't watched it in a while, but trying to watch it and wondering how they were going to handle some of these things. Mm-hmm. And they've managed to handle some of the issues and they've managed to skirt some of the issues. So, right. Um, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, it is so bizarre. It is true. Unlike Wise Guy. Yeah. You know, which is going to get better. We should sort of get back to that. I mean, well, that about first to. arc um, was it, that first it was, arc. But I mean, the thing is, the stuff. I when I was so when I was so cavalier about saying that uh, Sonny did nothing wrong. Obviously, that was a joke. But <laughs> I, I think obviously that was a in joke. retrospect. Obviously, well, no, no, but that at was the a same joke. time. And this is something what we're gonna <laughs> that we're gonna talk about as the show goes on, which is like there is an extent to which, um, how shall I put this, the actions of like what Sonny said, and what he claimed, like his justification to himself and to Vinny, I'm saying it's gonna turn out that there's more right to that than there is wrong to that statement. Well, I no, would, I, I mean, would in an idea, what I'm saying is in an ideal society. We would both not have a mob and not have a government that was constantly committing crimes. Well, all I can say is that this is now 2021. Yeah. And that was 1987. Yeah. And we thought things were awful in 1987. They are a million times worse. Yeah, in two thousand and twenty-one, and no, no, that is that is the point, right? That yeah. the things that are coming up here didn't get fixed, and that is, and because and they there didn't is a get massive. Fixed, that's why I'm in a position to say that. Well, you know what? Maybe Sunny was right after out, all. Yeah, maybe maybe Sunny was right after all. That everything is just power. <laughs> Right, everything is just power, and he does a hell of a lot less damage in the raw exercise of power than the U.S. government does. Well, and in some ways, and in some ways, it's not just the U.S. government. What I was saying is that he, that they were a lot more controlled 
Oh yeah. Um, as then as some of the later mobs, because the street just became, you know, wild, and that's part of the government's fault, as we mm-hmm. know with the CIA, and as we know with with the air. Oh God, when I think about some of the, some of the horrors, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I I want about, to just uh, say, Air America, you know, getting huge amounts of dr- heroin, just like funding the CIA with heroin that they sold in the black parts of town to like it's all stuff america actually did yeah and you can't and you have to go back and i mean as i said in the overthrow of allende and um, yeah well we're going to be talking about that a lot surprisingly the overthrow of allende is going to come up a lot over the next six weeks well there's like it is and you're going to what what you're going i suppose to get is that what is becoming clear as we're going through this? And again, it's funny. Eh? Doing a podcast, you start thinking about the shows differently than when you're just watching, watching it, it. As, a, as a great piece of as writing and great and acting great and stuff. Writing. Yeah, absolutely. But now you're looking at Canal yep. and going and Lupo, right? Frank Lupo and, and Canal and Canel, going. Yeah, like what what were they trying to say? What the hell were they trying to say in all of this? Because this is now we're we're going we okay, will can, continue. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up what I consider to be the most important scene in the entire uh the entire episode. Well it's actually two scenes. Uh okay. You mean in, in Lucci? In Last Rights for Lucci, yes. I okay. mean all the stuff all the, I mean, it's a like as you said. There's a bunch of eighties and there's a bunch of eighties stuff. There's car chases. There's misdirects. It's there's funny. comic relief. It's a good episode, but it is very much not the kind of episode that TV shows make anymore. Like the, again, there's yeah. stuff about this episode that could have been an episode of Hunter. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> like it's not a great episode, but the episode of Hunter wouldn't have dug as deep into the psychology of the support group. And, like, the support group episodes are the most important part of the show, and they're what separates it from what everybody else was trying to do. Yeah, no, no, those those support group, that scenes. those scenes were just, as I said, they are the yeah. things that make, make me go, this is why we hated Criminal Minds, that part know, of Criminal Minds so much. All right. But I'm okay, going to get to the on. point. The two most important things that happen in the episode are weirdly the opening sequence. Now, in the opening sequence, we're back at Ter- uh, Terra Nova Marine. Right? We're back yes. on the docks. And Vinny, you know, in his suit and overcoat and slicked hair, is being chased by a guy. And we realize the guy he's being chased by is Vinny in a leather jacket and jeans and a t-shirt. And they mm. climb up onto the roof and they have a fist fight. And the the leather jacket Vinny throws the suit and overcoat Vinny into the water. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to ask you is, when you're watching this episode, the way it's shot, am I crazy or does it seem like leather? I mean, everything about the way it's shot would, I would say, lead you to assume that leather jacket Vinny is the villain of that scene. That we're supposed to be empathizing with the guy who's terrified and running and away. being chased, yeah, and being chased. Yeah. Everything about the language of that scene says we're supposed we the audience is supposed to be afraid for the man who is being chased. That is how that scene reads. 
Oh, yeah. And it's very hard to tell who that man is that's being chased. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's well, no. not clear. No, no. Then it's not clear who the chaser it. is. No, it's yeah. clear right away that the man being chased is Vinny. Because, again, it's him in the overcoat and the suit, the, the way we've seen him for the whole season. Right? Well, but not, the guy, my, the not my guy, watching it. Okay. Well, it okay. was the second guy for me that's harder to point out that it's Vinny. But the point is, you're supposed to be, in the language of that scene, on the side of the person being chased. But then, later in the episode, when Vinny is talking about that dream, he contextualizes the scared guy in the suit as the bad guy that he, the monster in the leather jacket, has to be taking down. So it's like, within Vinny's dream, he sees himself only as the guy in the leather jacket, who kills the besuited version of himself. But that's like the way the character saw it is exactly opposite to the way the language of cinema was telling the audience to read. Yeah, that but scene. that's because that that is supposed to indicate just how conflicted confused and, and that's conflicted my point is. Vinny is about his identity, his self identity. And that's and what it I'm only saying. comes out like, in that the dream. Is, and that's what I'm talking about is how much we've talked, we've discussed how this show is on a whole other level than all of the other television at the time. But this moment is a perfect example of it because they have the artistry to use filmmaking techniques to make you sympathize with someone. And then later you find out that the character we're following sees that as the bad guy. The character you were supposed to sympathize well, with. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Again, well, he's he... repeating the theme of what happened with Sonny all in his PTSD sequence. And I think that's yeah. what makes it such a brilliant thing that you wouldn't expect to see in a show like this. No, and that is, you know, and there he is, right? You know, trying to kill part of himself yep. rather than trying to come to terms with the with fact that this is the, a part of him. That this is a part of him. Yeah. Rather than and trying that's to accept, why yeah. he keeps having the dream because mm -hmm. he can't, he, he doesn't can't kill that part of it. Want, like that's the thing. Yes, you can't kill part of who you are and part of who he is loved. Not just loved Sonny, but loved, but loved the, the life he life. had. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And if it wasn't for his mother, he <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, right? If his mother had just died a few years before, he might have actually fallen over into that world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that is, that the key to all of that was in that particular arc is that discussion with his mother. Yep. That keeps him from falling Going off. over, yeah. Yeah, and so if she had not been there to do that, um, everything that Frank was afa afraid of, that mm -hmm. Vinny was getting too close and Vinny was just shoving all him. Vinny wasn't happened. calling him enough. Yep. Like, and things would happen, and Vinny should have told Frank and didn't tell Frank. Well, why didn't he tell Frank? Well, because yep. it's none of Frank's business. Well, excuse me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, no, Vinny, Vinny, there is a good part of him that would have loved to have lived that life for the rest of his life. Yep. But he couldn't. No. And as you say, I mean, a big part of it is just that his mother is still around to remind him of who he's supposed to be. That yes, is a huge it, part of it. Well, it, this, it, particularly with this one, because this is probably a battle that she felt that she had been fighting. Right. And even her husband 
had been fighting all her life yeah. as we will you know because we know what's coming down the road of course with carlotta but carlotta's been fighting this because this is part of the tradition mm -hmm. this is all part of this structure and so she has been fighting this and fighting yeah, she was thrilled that she got one son into the priesthood, and I'm sure that once she found out Vinny was a cop, she was thrilled because oh, we see that she was thrilled. Yes, when we she saw finds that. out that he's a cop, yeah, you know, because it is a hard thing. It is so. All you have to do is watch those opening sequences of um, uh, um, in um, Goodfellas, yeah, with Ray Liotta. Yeah. Right? When he's talking about ever since I was a kid. I right? wanted and to be a gangster. A and you see, yeah, the, the allure of that lifestyle. And the allure of the lifestyle. And he does become the gangster. And that's what Carlotta is afraid of. Of course. Because there are enough people in the neighborhood and, you know, who are all part of it, mm -hmm. you know, and who pay their pay their protection money and the rest of it and things work fine and it keeps the and it keeps the community relatively safe so yeah. you know it, it's it's always going to be that but if yeah Vinny Vinny is definitely it is very tempting and because he's probably never quite had a friend like Sonny who is so much like him yeah like it, these are two people who, yeah, they could have been brothers or whenever you look at all of his other friends, right? Yeah. Like even here, you know, uh, Lucci was someone he grew up with. Yep. Right. When you look at all of these people, right? His friends yeah. that he grew up with in high school, as we will see as we go along. Mm -hmm. um, none of them compare to Sonny. No, of course not. You know, Sonny is just, and Sonny doesn't even do drugs and barely drinks. Yeah. You know, when I think about it, you're looking at this, right? Oh, well, yeah, when well, you enjoy your life drink. that, when you enjoy your life that much, you yeah. know, who needs booze? And Sonny doesn't have any conflicts. No. And that is probably something that appeals to Vinny, too. Like, Sonny doesn't have a conflict. He's worked out who and what he is. You know, he knows the context of his life and he is comfortable with it. Yeah. He and comfortable Vinny, living in that world. Vinny thought he knew the context of his life and then he met Sonny Steelgrave. Yep. And, and that is going to, and that relationship is going to continue hovering over stuff that happens in the future. Like, even, For sure. like, uh, 100%. Sure. That is, it's never going to stop being an issue with Vinny. And that's, again, part of what makes him a fascinating character, part of what makes the show such a fascinating show, yeah. you know? Is this element of it. Is that it's not that, it's never that easy, right? Yep. Oh, God. The stuff that's coming. Alright, so now let's just talk about the fun stuff. <laughs> which is... Well, yeah, well, okay. Let's talk about the fun stuff, which is, so overall, in that first season... Uh, first arc of the first season, obviously, is what I'm talking about. Uh, do do we have a best and worst episode? Because it's a foolish thing to call anything the worst episode, because they're all great. They're all great episodes. There isn't a worst episode. But the reason I would personally 
And this is entirely, you know, just a, a stylistic thing in a way life, you know, the world has changed. I get it. Ah, the cavalier depiction of sexual assault in um, Loose Cannon sticks with me. I'm not happy about that. And I know it's just how TV was at the time. But if you ask me for, like, the one thing that, you know, sets me about the show, that would be it. That funny thing is, is that that is not, well, I can't stand that episode at all. That whole episode is, ugh. Yeah. In many ways, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I think the sexual assault is, the difference is there isn't, Is that I'm looking at it Please. part. No, I'm trying to pull out exactly what I want to say because it is horrible. But it was the way it was. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm you not weren't saying... supposed to even. Yeah. Get over like, like you were just supposed, like, if you were a woman, I guess mm -hmm. it's a difference. You, you were just supposed to take it. Yep. And somehow or another, and pick not your make a big deal out of it going forward. And pick yourself up, and you never went. You never went to the cops. You never yeah. did any of that. And I think it's horrible because, of course, that's where you see Vinny just just assassinates yep. Lorenzo. Not, and I'm not saying that Lorenzo doesn't deserve it. Of course he deserves but, to die. But he saves. Yeah. He saves her from ever having to see this man again, ever yep. having to go to trial, ever mm -hmm. having she she will now deal with this issue and she will get counseling through Father Pete. Yeah. Um and theoretically nobody needs to know about it. That's the definite idea that we're working with. Yeah. Nobody yeah. needs to know about it because Lorenzo being shot is going to be just yep. wiped out, wiped off the face of the work map mm -hmm. because he wasn't even a steel grave. Exactly. He, he was wasn't just some even crazy a guy. steel grave. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key thing. He wasn't even a steel grave. So you know, that's going to be that. Yeah. And I mean, Vinny could kill him and there was no, there was There's absolutely no. Yeah consequences on either side is that I, the problem the problem in calling it yes it is the show that makes you just want to cringe yeah but that doesn't mean it's bad but within the the whole context of this show it yes. is try the show does something so different and it is so realistic in so many ways mm-hmm um, and as it, you say, like, even a thing right. that I think of a weakness is, uh, what I think of a weakness and makes it tr troubling to watch, you were completely right to say, well, yeah, but the show is just actively, uh, sorry, actively, oh my god, accurately depicting how sexual assault was treated at the time. You're completely right. So even a thing I would call a flaw, it's the show actively talking, it's like completely accurate in its discussion, considering how society was working at the time. Which is kind of terrifying, but here we are. Well, there are lots of places you could probably go where it's still being treated like that. Like women are just commodities, and yeah. it it hurts me that it's there. 
what I would say again, but mm-hmm. even with that, as I say, it must be, it must be Canel. I do not know how he does this because I go back to, um, not unsub. No, it is unsub, right? Yeah. Unsub. Um, but I go to his like the way he deals with yeah. unpleasant realities. Yeah. I get it. Um, I mean, even the Rockford Files for the seventies dealt yeah. with some shit. Oh, did it ever? So, um, but no, this that that is the horrible. I mean, what do you want? yeah how do you call something a best or worst you can only say which ones made you cringe which ones made you afraid for Vinny. yeah (laughs) even even when you know that are set up to make you afraid for Vinny, and that's um, true almost how he's going to get out of it what is the and of course never mind i mean the end (laughs) the end overshadows everything else I, it well, is, and I mean, that's why so I would have no trouble. So that's well why done. I have no trouble picking a best episode. Yeah, right. It's no one gets out of here alive. Yeah, it's no one gets out of here alive. alive. That's well, obviously except for the Vinny, and well, yeah. except for Vinny and Joey Bags and Mahoney <laughs> and Aldo. <laughs> yeah, it's still the point. The point is, man. I know. I'm being. I'm being. You're being facetious. facetious. I know. I know. Right. No, and it's fascinating because it's it's easy to say what the best episode is, but again, all of the episodes, like there's not an episode in this show that doesn't have something great about it. Yeah, and like, it, it builds. Just, and it and well, and that's the other thing is they do such a great job of ramping things up over the course of the season. Yeah. Well, what happens to some some episodes? I would say the episode, like there are parts of some episodes. Like I, right. you know, the, you know, the two brothers who want to come in and ship their drugs through Fort, Fort Erie. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? A lot of that is just a bit. Yeah. That's just there to, uh, I mean, you know, well, no, I mean, we know why that's there. Mm-hmm. So Vinny will say that, well, maybe Sonny's not such a bad guy if these guys are out there. Well, not only that, but of course, you know, I mean, Vinny, t- I mean, Sonny's takes care of the guy who killed Danny. Yep. You know, so you're you're looking at different things, but it is still setting Even if, things yeah, but, up. And that well, I think that's it. what's important. Even if like the Serrazos are kind of broad villains, mm-hmm. which they are, I'm not yeah. gonna pretend they're not, even if they are broad villains, it's still important for our look at this world, and we need someone to really contrast against Sonny. And it does, and that episode serves a great purpose there. Yes, and there. Well, the thing is that this is just a, what I would say about the nine episode arc is that you are not surprised that Vinny is falling apart at the seams when you get to the end. Well, of course, not. no, you're because right. it has been built up so well and with such like there are so many. I was going to say nice people. We all like Harry. Yeah, we really do. You know, we really do. Yeah. Um, you know, Mahoney's not all that bad. No. We feel not, sorry. Like, he's you not actually the worst. You feel a little carry. sorry for Mahoney when it's all coming down. 
well, yeah, but that's like with Joey Bags and his tour. And the the girl he was going to marry. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> All because he did something really, really stupid. Yep. It's you know? And, um, because, yeah. For sure. And what? so you, you end up, right, with a great nine episodes that give you characters have now set Vinny up and have shown that yes he t- he needs time he has mm-hmm. problems too so yeah where do i mean we it, go f- and then we go <laughs> from here well and i think that's the thing that's most exciting because uh it's good to know that did you know that um two different episodes from this season were nominated for uh, edgars edgars is, yeah the really yeah the wow. the in case yeah. people don't know, Edgar is the award you give for mystery uh, writing, mm-hmm. and they have a te- they have a mysteries and thrillers. It's named after Edgar Allan Poe, obviously. And what's interesting about it is this episode, right? Uh, this episode, no one gets out of here alive, was nominated for best TV show because they do TV shows. I don't know if they still do this. At the time, they did TV shows, TV movies, and theatrical films are where they gave out their mystery awards, right? And this one, uh, No One Gets Out of Here Alive, was nominated. I don't know if it won. I didn't check that, but it was nominated. And because they go annually, it's not like it's the Emmys. They go annually. So that episode aired in 1987. And so then in 1988, the last episode of the season was also nominated for an Edgar. Wow. So in yeah. one season, they got two episodes nominated for an Edgar, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, well, and this, well, yeah, for a TV show to boot. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I think that, you know. For it, one TV show to get two nominations for Edgars in the same year? That's yeah. huge. That's mm-hmm. really huge. It is. And it's interesting. That it didn't. I was just thinking as you were ta- talking about the Edgars. Yeah. And I'm thinking the weakest episode of all, all of right. them is the Annette Benning episode. Like, I think that, like, she did a wonderful job. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but in the total arc. Right. As as part of the total arc, um, it's probably the weakest episode in, in terms of pushing the story forward, in terms of all of the things that we kind of talk about. Okay, so yeah, I mean, it's thematically important because, again, it's talking about how women are used in this world oh yeah i'm not saying thematically thematically it's vital but you're just saying as part of the arc it's the least interesting well yeah and it and it doesn't further things because i mean what's what's the end run of this right that sid royce um screwed up mm-hmm. he's got to apologize for vinnie's Yes, but nothing really happens. Based on it. You yeah. know, I, the most Vinny all of a sudden sees that somebody doing undercover work can die. Yeah, well, he always knew that. Yeah, so, you know, like, in terms of... Yeah. Like, I think you can forget, when you're looking at the whole arc, you can forget that Annette Benning does a really good job, but it's a weak episode. 
Yeah, it's not a fantastic If you episode. really think about it, right? Um, it's it's almost as if it shoved in there because somebody had to make a point. And it was an important point, but you're right that it could have been put in more elegantly. Well, I don't... Yeah, I'm just trying to think how how much more elegantly because you, you know what it is what you know what it is is that it's it's this whole business with sid royce yeah does it make a compelling um person i mean i like okay it's it's so hard because when you okay talk it out no i'm talking i'm trying to talk it out she comes in out of the clear blue yeah which goes back to your complaints that they should have been yeah that they should have been setting stuff you know and then all of a sudden like she is sid royce's mistress why in the world would she go after sunny i mean Vinny. Vinny, I know. Now, yeah, like there's no reason. She's talking to the money man. Exactly. She's like there's no the... reason to also, yeah, try to get in with this random, uh, you know, muscle man. Muscle yeah, and guy, it which doesn't, is all yes, Vinny That's is. all Vinny is. Yeah, he's good looking. But. And the rest of it. But She's it here to do make... a job. Yeah, she's here to do a job. That's what she's there, you know, yeah. to do. And he's not. First of all, he's just come on the scene, so how much is he going to know? Yeah. Second of all, she has to focus on Sid Royce. Exactly. And, and uh, Sid Royce you know, is cozying up man. to Vinny, cozying up to Vinny could end up causing problems with yeah, her job at Sid Royce. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you're right. I mean, the, we the contrived romantic flirtation with them, it doesn't really fit in with the plot of, like, with what her character's goals are supposed to be. And, and there's no real, mm-hmm. and there's no real reason given for her doing it. No, other than as and, you say, un- how unbelievably handsome Ken Wall is. Yeah, well, I mean, but do you know what the funny thing is? Is there's no real chemistry between the two of them on. Not particularly, no. No, not when you when you start when we get later on. Yeah. And and look at her with him with um. Well, don't spoil it. No, yes. I'm not going. You're to, You're gonna right? get chemistry between. Vinny and a bunch of other people and honestly it's it's that 80s the way shows were done you would bring in a character they would have he would quickly fall for a character and then that character would get killed i mean we've we're all familiar (laughs) with we're all familiar with gun smoke okay like that's just the kind of thing that used to happen on uh shows and it's what this show is trying to get away with but you're right that one to one-on-one is a remnant of what TV shows used yeah, to be. Yeah, just like. as Lucci is. Just as Lucci is. Yeah, it's, right, it's right. a remnant of what TV shows used to be like. like and both that this of show them, is unupending. Yeah, both of them have mixed, like, are, have have new things in them, and you can see oh, that they're part. But it's still, and I think the the fact that the Annette Benning, I think it would have just been stronger if if they hadn't put in this business of of, of them, her and of Vinny. them flirting. Yeah, 100% yeah. it's a stronger episode. It would have been a stronger episode because yeah. Now if Vinny uh if she hadn't flirted to start with, right? And then Vinny seemed like he was getting suspicious of her 
Mm-hmm. And then she started to flirt with him as a way to brush him off. Yeah. As a, as a way to, like, control his suspicion of her. That actually would have made sense both for the character and the world. Yes. But that's but... not what happens in the episode. No. The flirtation, as you say, starts the first time they meet in a way that just doesn't make sense. Except yeah. for that's how TV shows used to happen. Particularly since she's there to meet Sid Royce. Yeah, exactly. No, you're, you're absolutely the office right. to to meet Just, sid royce exactly yeah no it you're absolutely right that it doesn't make sense you know and context. it is and it it's is, a problem so what it is is it there are transitions yeah like you are still seeing the format transitioning into what it is going to become yeah and that's what the second half of the season and spoiler alert oh, this geez. is the last non-plot episode the entire rest of the show the next 10 episodes or 11 episodes because no, no, 11 be, episodes because 11 episodes 10, so it's got to be at least 21 in a season so it is 21 episodes like yep. uh the so, final episode date with an angel is the 21st episode yeah so there you go so yeah like so there's there's a couple of soft points we've talked about the problems with birthday surprise we talked about the problems with loose cannon we've talked about the problems with um oh god one-on-one but fundamentally, like, even when an episode has these issues, it's so good overall. You know, like, the show is so good and doing such interesting things that you can give them a pass on everything, partially because, as you were just saying, all of that stuff comes from the the fact that it was a TV show in the year 1987, mm-hmm. and there were rules about how a TV show in the year 1987 was supposed to function. And every now and then they had to make the suits happy. Exactly. You know. Well, I mean, and you're going to find, I mean, I told you about it the other day, but it's like, it's fascinating what they do to make the suits happy going into the second season. Because it's like, spoiler alert, the first, like, there's always, for the entire run of Wise Guy, the, it's, there are always great episodes, and overall, it's always a great show. But, and I will say this, because this is not an exaggeration, the rest of the story after the first season is watching them fight against the network attempting to turn Wise Guy into a regular TV show. Like, all the network wants is for Wise Guy to stop being Wise Guy, and they are doing everything they can to fight that. And, spoiler alert, it ain't a winning battle, because there's only three seasons of the show. Now, I know what you're going to say. No, I I looked at IMDb. There's four seasons of the show. No, there's not. No, they lost. They lost the battle. The suits won, and they call it season Wise, four of Wise Guy, but, uh, but it's not. It's and, the Stephen Bauer show, and they could have done it as a separate hey, we're, TV we're show. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Stephen Bauer show. Don't get us yeah. wrong. We are gonna talk about oh, yes. the fourth season, but don't because Frank's and, still in it. Of course, Frank's <laughs> still in it, and, and Lifeguard's still in it. It's still Wise Guy, or. By the way, as the staff called it, was guy. <laughs> That's a true story Sorry. from the fourth season. They called the show was guy. So they're like, what are we all still doing here? <laughs> if the show's, if like the network is going to take it away from this this point, what what are we all still doing here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is the general sense everyone had. Uh, but yeah, so the first season is magnificent. There's nothing like, now there's plenty of stuff like it on television. There's stuff everywhere on television that's just like Wise Guy. 
But when Wise Guy happened, there was nothing like this, not just on television, but really in the history of television. And this that's is, that. That that and that's it. Like that's that's what you have to so wrap stop your head saying around. that again and no, again. I, first off, I'm not going to stop saying that again and again. <laughs> that's always going to be something we talk about here on the show about how fundamentally, like, there really was nothing. A shift like and a change, guy. and you see it here. This is the shift happening. This is wow. when TV, like, this is where, as crazy as it sounds, because it's twenty, no, fifteen years early. Mm-hmm. When did no? When did The Sopranos start? Ninety nine. So twelve years early. This is where the golden age of TV officially starts. Yeah. And as we've talked about, like, there's other shows that get into how they belong to be, uh, like, how they were part of the golden age of television, and where does it actually start is Wise Guy, and then there's a whole bunch of other shows that bridge that gap from Wise Guy to The Sopranos, and The Sopranos is when the critics started saying, <laughs> you know, the critics didn't know about the golden age of television until 12 years after it started. Is okay. I think the best way of looking at it. Alright. So that, as we say, is that. Final thoughts on the first arc? Oh, I, I, it is, it is worth watching again and again, particularly the last two episodes. Oh, I know. Oh, anyway. Yeah. You but now we're moving on Limited to... amount of time. No. And okay. So next week, join us back here for <sighs> independent operator. Yep. And uh, what's the second episode called? I'm blanking on it. I'm so embarrassed. I wanted to say, um, oh no, Fascination for the Flame, right? That's it. Yeah. Fascination Independent, for the Flame. Yeah. Independent Operator and Fascination for the Flame. I was going to say uh, Flames. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, join us back here. I was about to say Blood Dance, but no, that's much later, mm. although similar things. Uh, but yeah, join us back here next week for uh, Independent Operator. And I don't want to oversell this. But Independent Operator, where you will meet the best character in the history of fiction? Is it... Is that okay? Is it okay to call Roger Lococo fiction's best character? Or is that going too far? I think it's going a little too far. Okay. But I, I, uh, I do understand why. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy, um, you're hard-pressed to measure up against Roger Lococo. Exactly. That's what I'm, I guess that's what I'm saying. I mean, all things could be measured against Roger, and yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's what you I'm saying. Could it's be like... right, but <laughs> I know, I know. All fiction. I know you're right. Okay, that was I, even for me. That was going too far. <laughs> I'm known for going too far with these statements. Even for me, that was going very. After but all, just like... remember, we saw the man from nowhere. Exactly. Like you're right, Ty Sick from the man from nowhere. Could probably uh, be considered a better character than Roger Lococo. Although he ain't that far off from Roger, but that's Well, no, no, I would just... No, they are two guys in the same business, so... Yeah, exactly. And we are going to talk... But just be ready for to hear a lot about Roger Lococo going forward. Yeah, and... And, and someone um, else who is in massive disfavor these days. Here's the trigger warning. We're just... It's trigger warning. There's no easy way to say this. The next, uh, he's not in. He's not in uh, Independent <laughs> Operator, but for the eight episodes after Independent, seven ep- eight episodes after Independent Operator, Kevin Spacey's in all of them. 
Okay, and there's no way to get around and that. We're not going to deny it. If you have a problem with Kevin Spacey, you may not want to watch this arc. Yeah. And you may not want to listen to us, so you'll just have to wait for four episodes or five episodes until so we get to somewhere else but... to the second season. But, and what's always hard, and we yeah. knew this was going to be hard, but we have already had to deal with him on, not unsub, yeah. but... It was on unsub. It was yeah. unsub, right? Yeah, it unsub. He plays unsub. the twins. We've already had played the twins. We've already had to do that. We've yeah. had... um. Other things. I mean, Kevin Spacey, and it is, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you take this ride with us, right? Yeah. You will see the brilliance that was lost because he was such a scumbag. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> As a human being. And we can't talk about that. That's a Sunday to, to yeah, massively that's a Sunday talk show about kind that of again. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we will because it, but it is hard sometimes watching this except most of the times he plays horrible people i what what did we see him in recently oh oh he, yeah, well no because it? he was in crime story yeah he was in crime story playing Thank sort you. of the bobby kennedy, bobby kennedy type yeah. yeah you know yeah. and um you know <laughs> so there's you know and you get that right and so as long as he's a scumbag it's easier to take right it really and, is. But he is such a, a it, it it is a fascinating performance, and that's it's the problem. an incredible. Yeah. I mean, the thing it's is, an incredible performance. It's an incredible so performance. Go. We're not gonna we're not gonna pretend it's not, and we're gonna be saying that. But just keep in mind, we are not in any way pro <laughs> Kevin Spacey as a person, or saying because he's a great artist. He gets to do bad things. That is not our. That is not our belief. That is not our thought. That is not where we are coming from in this. We are just saying he he really is great at his job, and this mm -hmm. is one of the most incredible performances ever get, given. And it's like the only question oh, I have, the only question I have about mm -hmm. this season is whether it's he or Roger, who well William Ross, the show. who was robbed <laughs> more, who yeah. was robbed more come any time. Because neither yeah. of them got nominated for Best Supporting, yeah. and both of them deserved it. And the only question is, who was robbed more? I think it's Roger, but that's but me. That's, that's one of those questions we we'll have. have at the end. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, we're going to... more robbed? Yeah, we're going to have some questions. Like, we're going to have some discussions about this, because we course. will, because this is, this is a tour de force performance. And... Yeah. um. It, it, yeah, I mean, I'm not too not sure that there are too many actors that could have pulled that off successfully. And, well, and I'm saying that going into it. Yeah. And here, here's my problem, too. And this is where you get this. You know, if I thought Woody Allen's stuff was was brilliant great, and important, I and, yeah. probably have more trouble, you know, not watching. Like, I don't watch anything of Woody Allen's. I couldn't give shit there isn't anything right, <laughs> of his that I, I like i thought he was one of the most overrated people around so I, so you know there's no conflict there there's no problem <laughs> for me kevin spacey on the other hand yeah like, I, I haven't it. loved his later stuff but the no. stuff that he was doing during this period uh yeah shit. during the 90s some of it the was late 80s, so early 90s good. It, he did incredible and work. What are you going to really do, did. right? And yeah, I mean, so yes. Yeah. The problem House of Cards is just a trash show. 
Like, it, and it's never been even a little good. So it was not hard for me to give up um, House, House of Cards. <laughs> yeah. I actually gave it up in the end of the first season when I saw how terrible it was. Well, I, I, I never like watched the, the second season. Yeah, I watched, exactly. yeah. Me neither. That's the thing. I, I gave it up too, uh, even before I knew. But that, like, this is the only Kevin Spacey thing I've gone back and watched. Well, you know, except for Unsub. Oh well, no, no, but that's not going back and watching. No. I'm Crime talking story. about rewatching stuff. Yeah. yeah, but again, it's one minor. He's role. in one episode yeah. of Crime Story. It's not a big deal. But I'm saying, like, this is the first time. Like, Wise Guy's the only thing. So you haven't gone Spacey back and watched Seven that I regularly watch. Not recently. No, yeah. I did. I watched Seven last. Although it's not, it's not. I mean, because he plays such a small role in it, it's exactly, yeah. Like, it doesn't. I'm matter. sure I did rewatch Evan recently, but I mean, it's again, it's such a small part. Like, this okay. is the only thing that Kevin Spacey is starring in that I regularly watch. Okay, what is um, now? What was the other movie? The big one. The Usual Suspects. Usual suspects, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a while either because of the Kevin Spacey connection. (laughs) Because that movie is just a one man show. Come on. I was going to say, yeah, it's a one man show, and it's not that. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't um, flow as well. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. From my perspective, it doesn't rewatch as as well. well. It was really interesting the first time I watched it. But it's like when you know what's going on, is it as good a movie? Yeah, yeah. What, what? But now I know. Now that you know who Kaiser Sotse is and what's going yeah. on, you're like, is this uh, really a great movie? Who knows? It's a really good movie once, and yeah. after that, but that says nothing about the performance. No, of course not. Right? That's that's just the nature of the type of movie it is. Yeah. Whereas you can watch Seven again and feel so sorry for Brad Pitt. Oh, oh, I know. You know? Oh, my wow. God. Anyway, that's it's getting us away. All right. That's so that's us that. Join us back here <laughs> next week for... Independent uh, Operator. 11 Independent Operator and Fascination for the Flame, both of which are just top drawer episodes. And one of which, Independent Operator, again, you meet Roger Lococo and... We start to, and there's one line in there that I'm going to talk for an hour about one line in the show. You know, people <laughs> Because are... there is one line in the show that it's like, here's what Wise Guy's about. Well, we'll get, we, I will quote you, we'll get there. We'll get there next week. All right, we'll see you back here for that. But for now, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling related fiction you think we should tr- uh, check out, please drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We are going to see you back here next week, but if you were listening to this on some sort of podcatcher or app, be sh- uh, please be sure to rate and review it. That's how people find out about the show. See you back here, but until then, I'm going to say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.